0: they inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran.
1: World changes
0: the testimony of
1: Joseph. We want to think about how we can make a difference wherever we find ourselves. The last time we looked at the life of Paul as a world changer who was said to have turned the whole world upside down. We said that a world changer influences the course of history in a definite, meaningful, and far-reaching way. We examined Paul's experience at Thessalonica in Acts 17 as a reflection of his whole life and distilled four pillars of a world changer as sanctification, that is, separation to a cause, progress, that is, consistent forward movement, transformation, that is, producing significant results, and resistance, that means overcoming every opposition. Today, we want to rearrange these four and look at the life of another world changer in the scriptures, a man who really feared God, a man who dramatically influenced the course of history and took command of the economic and political system of his time, the global economic system. We focus on the testimony of Joseph Joseph. Turn the scriptures to Genesis chapter 49 from verses 22 to verse 26. Genesis 49 22 to 26. These words were spoken by Jacob, the father of Joseph, just before he died. And as was the custom of the patriarchs at the time, he called all his children. And spoke a specific blessing on each individual. And he started by saying, take note of these things that will befall you in the last days. Genesis 49 verses 22 to 26. It says, Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. But his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Verse 25, by the God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you, with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. Amen. The life and story of Joseph is largely a reflection of the lives of many of us. The promise on our lives is often truly great. But in most cases, for a large part of our lives, the reality of our lives often contradicts the promise. The promise is there, but it doesn't materialize immediately. Now, looking at Joseph's life and at the verses we just read, there are four unmistakable phases of his life. Potential, adversity, service, and breakthrough. Let's say it together. Potential, Potential. Adversity, adversity, service, service. And, breakthrough. and breakthrough. Potential is the prediction or the dream of your future. Adversity is the battles that surround that dream. Service is the diligence with which you pursue the dream. And breakthrough is when your reality finally meets your dream. Let's start with potential. Now, potential is about having the capacity to develop into something in the future having the ability or capacity to develop into something in the future if you want a working definition of potential i will say it is latent qualities or hidden qualities and abilities that may be developed and that can lead to future success or usefulness it is a quality or an ability but it is latent or hidden but when it is discovered it may be developed And can lead to future success or usefulness. Five things stand out about potential. And the first thing is that your potential was there before you were born. Your potential precedes your birth. Your potential precedes your birth. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Bible says, God speaking to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before you were a seed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I had ordained you for a specific purpose. That speaks about potential. Friends, there is a divine agenda concerning your life that was crafted even before you were born. Amen. The second thing we see about potential is that it is hidden and not easily evident. What you will become is often hidden. What you will become in future is often not very evident and not very clear. That is why you can see somebody... And in their beginnings, they would look like somebody going nowhere. I was talking to somebody and the person said, you see that wonderful young lady going? She began life by the street side. She was born by the roadside. Her parents were selling by the roadside. And that was where her life began. And I looked at the person walking there. And the exact spot I was shown where she was supposed to have been raised as a child. And there was a serious contrast between where she was and where she began. Friends, it doesn't matter where you begin in life. The most important thing is where God is taking you. And so your potential is often hidden and not evident. The third thing about potential is that it is a futuristic prediction. Potential is a prediction about the future that is attainable. Something that you can become if some things are done. And so potential is a prediction, a preview of your future. What can possibly become of your life? A futuristic prediction. The fourth thing about potential is that it is a desirable end. That prediction, that that preview is beautiful. It's a desirable end. Sometimes you can see a picture and after you see it, it's scary and it's undesirable. The good news I have for somebody is that your potential is a desirable end because it is anchored in Christ. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That is your potential. Not only is there a plan for your life, it is a good plan, a profitable plan, a beneficial plan to bring you to a desirable or expected end. Now when Jacob or Israel called his children to bless them not all of them were blessed. For somebody like Reuben, what he said about him was scary. And so, it is not automatic, but in Christ, we stand on something solid and unshakable, and we know our future is blessed. Hallelujah. Tell somebody you are fruitful. You are a fruitful person. Joseph was described as a fruitful bow. Not the whole tree was described as fruitful. That branch in particular, that means that God has a specific outlook concerning your life. The fifth and final thing about potential is that it is not automatically realized, its realization is not automatic. You can be born with the potential to become something, but if we don't do what is required, it will remain potential and it will never be realized. The fact that there is a a predictable future or an attainable future does not guarantee that it would always happen. Some things must take place for it to happen. Joseph was described as a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well whose branches ran over the wall. That speaks of influence. The story of Joseph was one whose roots were deep, whose branches were wide, and who was described as being a fruitful person. There are two incidents that confirmed Joseph's potential at the beginning of his life in the very early stages. The first one was some favor that you cannot explain. Inexplicable favor. Bible says... His father saw something in him that was unique. In Genesis 37 verse 3, Bible says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Sometimes in your life, you realize that your parents see something in you that you do not even see in yourself at a very early age. And they start calling you names. My president, my doctor, my this. Sometimes in your life, a boss in the workplace, a mentor in your industry, a senior in your field can see in you what you don't see in yourself. And they adopt you for no reason and they begin to guide you and point you to your own future. It is a favor you cannot explain. Not every opportunity you get in life is deserved. Not every door that opens to you in life opens because you are the best person. It is sometimes because God has touched somebody to see something in you that is a prediction of your future. The Bible says, for no reason, Jacob just loved Joseph and bestowed a coat of many colors on him. That coat of many colors was a symbolic reflection of the multidimensional nature of the grace upon the life of Joseph. The young man had political, economic, governmental leadership on his life. And the parents had a preview of something unique and something powerful. The first one was inexplicable fever. The second sign of Joseph's potential was a dream, a compelling dream sent from God. World changes often nest in their hearts a compelling or a forceful dream. A dream is like a seed. God plants in your spirit a picture of a future reality you are in line to experience. And that picture is often far bigger than your current reality. Sometimes when you share that picture, you look funny because the reality of your life and the picture you are sharing, they don't match. Like an expectant mother, the seed is meant to stretch you. And to define every choice you make until the seed becomes a fruit. When you are carrying a seed or carrying a child, you regulate your dressing, you regulate your diet, you regulate your movement, and you just cannot behave or live like other people because you know what you are carrying. Joseph was separated from his brothers at a very early age as a world changer because of the investment in his life. I believe that his dreams were a divine stirring, and the favor of his parents represented human endorsement. In essence, heaven and earth were literally bearing witness to his amazing potential. Time to somebody tell the person you have potential. Tell the person heaven and earth agree that you have potential. Hallelujah. The second phase of Joseph's life was adversity. Let's all say adversity. The last time we spoke about resistance, today we are speaking about adversity. In Genesis 49 verse 23 that we read, the Bible says the archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. Friends, the revelation of your potential will attract Adversity. The revelation of your potential will attract adversity. If you are going nowhere in life, nobody will bother you. The moment you lift up your head or it emerges that you are rising up, expect the battles to begin. If you want a quiet and uneventful life, do not dream. Do not seek protection and don't try to influence anything. Your seed immediately creates discomfort for you. The moment the seed is planted in your heart, in your life, in your spirit, you can never be the same again. Do you relate to your potential or you relate to your presence? The seed immediately creates discomfort. You can't ignore it. You can't pretend it's not there And you can never go back to your old life because something has changed inside you. Joseph's potential attracted adversity and warfare. In Genesis 37 from verse 4 onwards through verse 5, the Bible says, but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Verse 5, now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. When you read on, he made it worse by having a second dream and he told that one to them and Bible says they hated him even more. Now, if they hated him even more and they hated him even more than that, then it must be levels. Eventually, Bible says they envied him. And his father rebuked him. The revelation of your potential will attract adversity. Because people relate to you based on your present reality. And the picture in your heart, only you can see it. Only you can feel it. And because they don't feel it, it looks like you are dreaming too big. You are thinking too big. And what you are thinking of does not match who you are. And so a combination of the hatred, the warfare, the strife, and the envy triggered a 13-year period or season of difficulty. You, you want to call it hard labor. It started with a conspiracy to murder. Let us kill him and let him die with his dreams. Then he was thrown into a pit. And then he was sold to some Ishmaelites who were passing. And the Ishmaelites too sold him to Potiphar, maybe at a little profit. And then he was wrongfully imprisoned for doing the right thing. And even in prison, when he helped somebody, he was forgotten by the chief butler. A combination of all these things represents that season in your life where you ask yourself questions, uncertainty. Am I on the right road? What is wrong with me? Why are things so difficult? Why has everyone forsaken me? Why are things not working? Friends, the period between seed time and harvest time is always filled with uncertainty. Will this seed mature? Will this dream come to pass? Should I just forget about this dream? What is it about me that everything I touch does not work? Self-doubt sets in. And if you don't understand your journey, you can become angry and frustrated and forget about your seed and abandon the journey. But I came to tell somebody that there is a divine purpose to the seeming madness all around you. There is a divine purpose to your pain. There is a divine purpose to the confusion all around you. There is a reason why that person who has betrayed you must betray you. There is a reason why that person you helped must forget you. There is a reason why you must go through that pain and that discomfort. It's supposed to make you stronger. That accusation is the last straw meant to push you forward. There is a reason for your pain. And there is a reason for that shame. And there's a reason for that disappointment. In a song, Through It All, legendary gospel musician, Andrew Crouch, wrote these words, if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve it. And I wouldn't know what faith in God can do. May somebody find the faith to hold on in the midst of a problem. May somebody find the faith to hold on in the midst of adversity. When nobody understands you and you are just praying, will somebody just listen to me and nobody's listening? May God give you the strength, the tenacity, and the resolve to hold on to the dream that he himself put in your heart. That dream will live and it will not die in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Adversity has a purpose in your life. The third phase of Joseph's life is a very important phase because that is the phase that provides the vehicle from your dream to your reality. Service. Service. The dream is great, but the vehicle is service. Tell somebody service. In verse 24 of Genesis 49, which you read, Bible says, but his bow... Remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. That means that beyond your potential, your bow must go into action. That is, your weapons, your technology, your resources must go into action. Your potential is the prediction, but you must deploy your weapons, your technology, your abilities. The arms of your hands represent effort and management. You need to deploy resources and you need to deploy effort and management to bring that dream to fruition. Service is the key to greatness. The surest way to realize your potential is to allow God to strengthen your arms to save. Your potential will largely remain unrealized if you don't use your abilities, your gifts, your talents, your qualities, your strategies, and your technologies to save other people. When the Holy Spirit influences us, we must go out there And influence the world with our gifts. Influence the world with our talents. Influence the world with our solutions. Influence the world with our abilities. Something God has placed inside you is the key to a problem out there. And solving that problem is the key to your greatness. And so guess what? Inside you is the key to your greatness hallelujah. There are three dimensions of Joseph's life of service that I would like us to explore. The first one is a culture of service. A culture of service. A culture is a lifestyle, something that you do day or night, rain or shine. Joseph had a habit, a culture of serving with faithfulness, diligence, and excellence in different conditions. From sending food to his brothers, managing Potiphar's house, managing the prisons, serving the chief butler and the chief baker, and ultimately serving Pharaoh. world changers don't focus on the troubles around them, and give excuses about their service. World changers don't say, because my boss is a hard person, I will not do my work well. When I get a better boss, I will shine. World changers don't say, because my salary is not good, I think I deserve more, so I will do shoddy work until I get a good salary. World changers don't say, this is not my business. And so I will do it anyhow, but wait until I start my own business. Then you will see the entrepreneur in me. World changes serve with faithfulness, with diligence, and with excellence under different conditions. That is a culture of service. For them, it's always about service. Tell somebody it's always about service. The second dimension of service is the ethics of service. Ethics. Ethics. Ethics is purely about right and wrong. The values, the principles that govern your work. Wherever Joseph served, two things followed him integrity and trust. Joseph upheld his values his principles, and the fear of God wherever he went. When Mrs. Potiphar tempted him, nobody was there. But his answer was instructive. He said, how can I commit this act of wickedness against God? What did he mean? That even if nobody saw you, what you do, where you work, your life... Your business, your ministry, you do it for God and not for man. And so if even nobody will catch you, your thinking is that I am doing this for God and not for man. No wonder in Genesis 39 verse 6, Potiphar, the man was so honest that Potiphar did not even know how much property he had. He didn't know what was in his house apart from what he ate. He just woke up and ate And everything was being managed by Joseph. He knew the assets and he knew everything. And guess what? When he was in the prison, the same thing was said about him. He was the one who knew all the assets. How many employees, how many managers can have that kind of testimony that you are so honest that everything is committed into your hands and you are trusted that in your hands it is safe. That is the testimony of a world changer hallelujah the third dimension of service is the progression the culture the ethics and the progression joseph focused on the progressive development of his gift if you will move from your potential to your breakthrough you cannot do in this year You cannot do things the same way you were doing them last year. You cannot sing in the same way. You cannot minister in the same way. You can't do your business in the same way. You can't do things in this year with the same quality you were doing it last year. Joseph started by sharing a meaningless dream with his brothers. That was level one. The next time we heard about dreams... He had moved on to develop the gift to the point where he could interpret other people's dreams, his colleagues. And so he interpreted dreams for the chief butler and the chief baker. Tell somebody level two. Level one was family and friends. Level two was colleagues. He went out there and began to experiment with the gift. But level three was the ultimate governmental problem, national issue. The president is involved and they called him and he calmly provided not just the interpretation but a solution. Tell somebody develop the gift. Tell somebody make progress. In Proverbs 22 verse 29 it says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Can I challenge somebody today and say today your gift may be serving unknown people. Your gift may be known only by your family and one or two friends around you. But if you continue to excel, your final destination, your gift will solve one problem with global dimension and your life will never be the same again. As you faithfully serve with your gift, somebody will mention you in a place of authority and influence, and that place, one solution will change your life forever. Keep serving, keep serving, keep serving, keep serving, keep serving with faithfulness. One day, it will never be the same again. Hallelujah. The bigger the problem you solve, the greater your influence. And the bigger the person you solve the problem for, the greater your promotion. The bigger the problem you solve, the greater your influence. And the bigger the person you solve the problem for, the greater your promotion. And so Joseph had served for a long period And all he got in return was adversity and warfare. But one day. Tell somebody one day. day. Tell somebody one one day. The fourth dimension of Joseph's story is breakthrough. That is when everything falls into place. The breakthrough is when your reality finally matches your dream, your potential, that promise That was always upon your life. The breakthrough starts with divine orchestration. I love that part. Divine orchestration. And so at the age of 17, Joseph had a dream of greatness. His family, nations will bow to him. And like many of us, he knew the dream. He didn't know the journey, the route the length of time it will take. And so for 13 years, instead of seeing what he dreamt about, all he saw was service with adversity. Even when Potiphar prospered because of his stewardship, his reward was being thrown into jail for being honest and refusing to commit adultery. Two years earlier, he had served the chief butler. By interpreting his dream, and all he asked for in return was a favor. He says, I have been wrongfully imprisoned. When you are released and you meet somebody in authority, just mention me. Now, as is common with human nature, the chief battler got his freedom and forgot him. But it was necessary. I said, it was necessary. If he had been released earlier, his release would not have coincided with the problem he was born to solve. The problem, that held the key to his breakthrough. Thank God for that person who didn't say thank you. Thank God for that person who betrayed you. Thank God for that person who didn't pay you for what you had done. Thank God for that person who turned his back on you or her back on you when you needed them most, God was orchestrating things to position you at the right place at the right time. If they had rewarded you earlier, what would the chief butler have been able to do for Joseph? Even if he had been released, he would have joined the servants. It is imperative and it's important that the timing fits into God's plan and God's purpose for your life. But one day, he woke up to a new sound. Pharaoh had gone on strike because he had a troubling dream no one could interpret. This is the same Pharaoh who had killed the chief baker two years earlier. And so when he began to get agitated, the chief butler remembered. At that point, self-preservation made him remember somebody who had helped him two years earlier. May somebody remember you. May somebody who has forgotten you or who claims he or she has forgotten you, by virtue of the circumstance they find themselves in, may they remember you. May God cause somebody to wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, and mention your name to them. Something you have done and have not been rewarded for several years, may God begin to stir some waters, stir some people, cause some discomfort, and may your name begin to pop up. Pop up, pop up, pop up in places of power and places of influence. When God says your time has come, you can be hidden in a prison, rejected, forgotten, denied, and betrayed. But when your time comes, no matter where you are, when your name pops up, everybody will come looking for you. Joseph was lying in prison and there was a queue of people. Where is he? We need him and we need him now. When your time comes, no matter where you are hidden, God will orchestrate for you to be located. Somebody is about to be located in this year. Yes. You will not remain hidden. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. And so they came calling, Pharaoh needs you now. Now, Joseph's reaction is critical because 13 years of pain should not be wasted. His positioning and his solution teach us several things about open doors and turning points. The first thing he did when he was told Pharaoh was looking for him was to bath, shave his beard, and change his clothes. Now, for many of us, in a situation that you feel you have been neglected and forgotten... If they called you that Pharaoh was looking for you, the first thing you do is jump up and start running. Because it's a breakthrough you've been waiting for for a long time. Chief Butler, remember me. The door opens and you arrive in servant's clothes, dirty and disheveled. Why did he know what to wear? Why did he know how to prepare? The answer is simple. For the 13 years he was in prison. While other prisoners were complaining, he was studying the protocols of Egypt. He was studying what to do when the door opens. And he knew it was an abomination to appear before Pharaoh with a beard. He knew it. He knew the culture. He knew the lessons. He knew the protocol. So he dressed correctly. If he had come with the wrong dressing, even though he had gone through the adversity, he still wouldn't have gotten the breakthrough that was waiting for him. Imagine that God, you trusted God for years for the dream job of your life. And God opens the door and they call you for interview. And you arrive with a red shirt and red trousers. You have suffered in vain. (laughs) Protocols matter. Appearance matters. The way you carry yourself matters. What you say matters. And not just that. When Joseph was given the dream, he didn't panic. He said, Pharaoh, God will give you an answer. And he opened his mouth and gave Pharaoh a 14-year national and global strategy. 14 years. He broke down the dream and gave him a solution that had economics in it investment in it politics in it actuarial analysis agriculture why because 13 years could never be allowed to go waste the man was in prison but he was in university can i challenge somebody if you think you deserve to be in a position of greatness and nobody is giving you the chance in your wilderness moment keep preparing yourself keep preparing yourself, keep preparing yourself, keep preparing yourself. Sometimes the the window of opportunity opens for just 10 minutes. But in those 10 minutes, you must deliver a solution that will change the course of your life forever. Hallelujah. The positioning and the solution were world class. The guy had been waiting. Let's conclude with the reward he got. In Genesis 41, the harvest and the reward. In Genesis 41, Bible says the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. From verse 37 of Genesis 41. Let's read it together. It's very important. In verse 37 of Genesis 41, Bible says the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find One such as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard of the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Verse 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath Paniah, and he gave him as a wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. So Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt, and Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went out throughout the land. Hallelujah. When the season of harvest and reward comes, the pain is forgotten. He said, without you, no one can lift their hand or lift their leg in all of Egypt. This man was asleep in the prison in that morning. And by that evening, he had control over all the land of Egypt. May somebody who has trusted God and held on to a dream and experienced adversity see a turn around and a turning point that will bring you to that place of greatness. By the time the 14 years were over, Pharaoh and Joseph were controlling not just Egypt, but the world economy and the political system of the world. The name, the Egyptian name Zafnagpania has two meanings. The first is the savior of the world. The savior of the world. And the second meaning is the revealer of hidden things or the revealer of things to come. May somebody get a revelation about something that is about to come. And may God give you a solution to something the world is about to experience. And may that solution bring you advantage and greatness. God is up to something in somebody's life. God is working something systematically in somebody's life. At this moment, it is not evident. The potential looks like it is there, but you are not seeing the reality. I came to speak to somebody that God is orchestrating something, positioning people in the right place one day just one day there will be a new sound in your life and that day will project you from the prison to the palace may something god is using you to craft provide solutions that are global solutions that are huge solutions that will transform the lives of many and let me conclude with a blessing from genesis 49 and verse 25 And on the strength of God's word, I declare the God of your fathers will help you. The Almighty will bless you with the blessings of heaven above, the blessing of the deep that lies beneath, the blessings of the breast and the blessings of the womb. Somebody's life will never be the same again because God is raising you as a world changer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at iCloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 24